0: It's now time for Good, Bad and Ugly on Fridays in the Top End.
1: So I'm going to start with my good, and that's Waratah. There was a bit of pressure on Waratah last week to back up their performance against St. Mary's, but if anything, they exceeded expectations by thumping Southern Districts and booking a spot in this year's grand final. A fortnight ago, they were almost considered the third favourite for the flag behind St. Mary's and Districts, but now they are the clear favourite. They are peaking at the right time of the season.
0: Yeah, definitely, mate, and you just mentioned before that week off whether that hurt southern districts um but yeah they they were clinical Mm. they they just looked a, a far better a couple of steps ahead actually and they you know not just won by a couple of goals it was like a 50 odd point win wasn't it so it was yeah they they're clear favorites now mate and um yeah, if you're Waratah supporter, you'd be um, getting get all the dusting off all the gear and getting ready for the grand final next week. I
1: spoke to the great
0: man Tavis Perry, who before the game asked me for my prediction
1: Waratah and Southern Districts, and I was very diplomatic about it. I said, "Oh, look, I, I do tip Waratah, but I think that you can't write off Southern Districts. They have a great team on paper." And he said, "Look, I think Waratah are going to blitz everyone from now. I think they're going to win easy today, go through to the granny and then win that easy." So so far, his prediction's looking right. Do you think Tavis, that? Yeah. yeah. Do you think that Ryanairs? Uh, has learnt i suppose from last year's grand final like they lost by thirty five points it wasn't overly competitive after the second quarter. do you think that it's a really motivating factor for Airz to make sure that his team's peaking at the right time of the year
0: yeah, it definitely is and it it's another hard one too when when you get a good win in the finals it's almost um not ideal I, mm. I believe like because you I don't know whether you think it's going to be easy from then on, but I think Ryan Ayres, um, you know, after last year's disappointing loss, um, you know, that side's been building for the last three years. So I think Ayres, he's um, going to have his boys ready and peaking, and I think they're going to probably got another gear in them. Yeah, so I can imagine a few weekend sessions at uh, Gardens Oval getting yeah, the boys ready. Anthony Hovind will be down there giving a, a <laughs> few... Um, you know, inspirational speeches too. So shout out to hopes I've heard they've got a bit of a town <laughs> ban where they're not allowed out past twelve. But um, I don't know if you've been
1: out on Mitchell Street lately. But they're certainly making the most of it until twelve. But oh, no. <laughs> they can. They deserve that. Hey, my bad this week is Southern Districts. And just the week that they've had, it's not so much the fact that they've got belted by Waratah, it's also uh, that they. it was announced during the week that they reached their breach, sorry, the NTFL licence agreement regarding conduct obligations of the club. Now, we'll go into what that exactly means. There's a lot of big words there. But long story short, they were found to have played a player in the Division 2 or named a player in the Division 2 who did not take the field. And they allegedly did this, according to AFLNT to generate a player points advantage for next year In Instead, they have copped a $10,000 fine, half of which will be suspended. And they will also have, and this is probably the, the big one, their player points reduced by two points uh, for each match next season. So if everyone's playing with 16, they'll play with 14. We will talk about that a little later. But that's going to have some long-term repercussions on the club.
0: Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, yeah, there's a bit of uh, mixed <laughs> words out there and mm. all the rumours and, you know, they're saying it's not true. and But... Um yeah if it's it they have been fine for it, his name must have been on the team sheet, so mm. that's you can't hide that and yeah it's it's not ideal for any anything like that to happen but um yeah big big you know not just for this season, like mm. you know you you cop the fine but then to be two points point everybody else when it's hard enough to fit in mm. you know players into the 16 or for 18 points as it is um, to lose two points there that's that's cool. a real kick in the guts that's the big one yeah, yeah that, 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 the $5,000 $5 fine
1: isn't great but that's probably in um, Shannon Rusk could probably just open up his wallet and, and, yeah, and pay it tap that's and easy. go <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but yeah yeah that that's you know that's a big um, repercussion to the points on the team and, and mm. going forward next year yeah I think Districts, and
1: I reckon there's two sides to every story, and I would love to hear Southern District's side to it because, um, you know, a lot of these teams, are, and we have seen in the past teams, breach these rules where it probably hasn't been so much cheating, but more of the governance. Obviously, the clubs are relying a lot on volunteers, and, and sometimes these, I don't know much about the play HQ system, but sometimes it can be a little bit confusing. You know, maybe it was human error and not so much them trying to, you know, pull a swift run on the league and, and play these players to, to get their points down. Um, so it'd be very interesting to see what their side of the story is.
0: Um, but yeah, not yeah. good. It's it's a weird one. You touched base on that um, player HQ, but when we did our team sheet last week, um, you know, there's probably five or six blokes that we would love to have on our side. Jack Long... Um, was one of them and yep. you know, he's only played the three games So it didn't even allow us to click on his name and select him it It, mm. it only had the names highlighted that you could pick and put in your side. So you know, then then you see sides naming blokes that aren't available, but I know they did that um, in round 17 and 18 but, mm. um Yeah, it, it was an interesting one because we we were sitting there thinking how do they pick these blokes when we couldn't even click on like, yeah. like Jack Long and those who only played three games and everyone will have a Jack Long on their side so oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah they have
1: told me that they have said that the PlayHQ system basically if a player is ineligible or can't play then they can't even be clicked through no, I don't you know nothing click about in, yeah. this yeah, you can't yeah click the system the <laughs> but who knows and my ugly rough is and this is an interesting one Brodie Philo's 8 disposal performance now this could sound a little bit mean-spirited, so it's not about targeting Brodie Philo here, but more so his teammates' inability to help him out last weekend. It was an elimination final loss to St. Mary's. The Wiz Parnell, arguably the best defensive player in the competition, wore Filo like a glove and was able to do so without little opposition from Philo's teammates. Now... There's only so much you can do. I'm not saying to punch the bloke behind play or do anything overly dirty, but I do wonder if enough physicality was put on Parnell to stop the tag. I question whether Philo's Nycliffe teammates were doing everything they could to help out their most talented player. And I know at quarter time, that was a directive of Bucksy to make sure that more players were getting around to help Philo out, perhaps give him some easy ball out the back and get him into the game. But eight disposals, they weren't able to do so.
0: Yeah, definitely. And then whether it's... A it, well, you might almost call that a, um, a ugly for Tiger Tigers. Mm. Not so much Brody Philo. Um, yeah, it was the whole the whole yeah, thing really. Yeah. yeah. So to help your best player out, like you like you mentioned, and, and a block here and there, and any time you can put a body on Kieran Parnell, um, you know it's, it would be ideal, and to slow him up and give, you know, Philo only needs a, a meter of space mm. if that, um, you know, to to damage you. So yeah. To have eight eight disposals and be their best player all year, Um, yeah, it's very disappointed by, I'd probably say, the Nycliffe team altogether.
1: Definitely. I think it'll be interesting to see whether, so my prediction is that uh, Kieran Parnell will go to Luke Smith this week for Southern District. So it'll be interesting to see whether Shannon Ruska has that in the plans to make sure that he isn't just allowed to wear Smith like a glove all day uh, without any, any physicality put on him. Good start Raph. Plenty more to come here on SEN Fridays in the top end. Thanks to Rain and Horn Darwin, finding a place to write your next chapter.